0: CBSSports.com, front page. How the Packers can return to prominence in 2020, despite being one game away from the Super Bowl. All right. They have five suggestions, and I want to run through them with you guys, see what you think. This one right here, number one. Roll the dice on Josh Gordon. Could you ever see the Green Bay Packers roll the dice by signing Josh Gordon? Obviously very talented, physically gifted, one of the best wideouts if it wasn't for a lot of substance abuse problems and being in and out of the league for years. Until the league um, okays the use of marijuana, no, you can't. Nellie, would you see the Packers ever rolling the dice to give Aaron Rodgers a weapon that is named Josh Gordon? Me personally, I would roll the dice, but do I see the Packers
1: front office doing it? No.
0: Well, what's what do we know about the Packers? Packers people is no longer like if you're a good person or not. Packers people means you get busted with weed in the offseason. Who's the one that just got busted? Was it uh, Montraves-Adams? Adams. Who was it last year? Zadarius Smith. He was with Rashawn Gary and I forget the other player in the car. Before that, it was Aaron Jones. Before that, it was you know insert player here. George, Josh Gordon, dude loves the stinky, the stinky hippie grass. The sticky icky. The sticky icky. All right. Okay. Well, it's legal in a bunch of states, and uh, I don't see the stigma around it. But the NFL, whatever. I don't see the Green Bay Packers rolling the dice on Josh Gordon. Could you? What has Josh Gordon done year in and year out? He's come back to the league, and what has he done? All of a sudden, by the end of the season, you find him out of the league again. Do you, you really think how many times has he has been kicked out? Will this be his fourth time back? I I don't even know. Yeah. His third or fourth. Been, it's been so many. Yeah. I just I don't I don't see it. But the dude is super talented. He's,
2: but he's allowed right now, or is just potential?
0: Uh, I'm sorry.
2: He's allowed to come back right well, now. Well, he's currently
0: serving in indefinite suspension, yeah. and he's already made it clear he'll apply for reinstatement on the heels of uh, Alden Smith and Randy Gregory doing so, and with Smith. Haven't been given the green light by Commissioner Roger Goodell. He thinks that Gordon thinks that he'll, you know, be welcome back too. But how many times Man. you can give the guy? A well, it's because the
1: NFL just changed their marijuana testing policy, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they're not testing for it anymore, are they? I don't think so. I think they're. I think they're like they're easing up on it now, which is a good thing. So I don't foresee the Green Bay Packers rolling the dice on Josh Gordon, as uh, CBS Sports would suggest. It'd be high risk, high reward, but. How many times has Josh Gordon burned a team and been out of the league? So, I don't see it happening. Number two. This one, maybe you could see it. I don't know. With uh, the Packers selecting Josiah Deguara in the draft. Uh, And you got Jay Sternberger healthy again. And you got Big Bob, Tanyan. Would you see the Packers, as CBS Sports suggests, for number two, to help them, uh, for some reason, return to prominence? Trade for O.J. Howard, Tampa Bay Buccaneer.
2: I think they're going to keep as many of their uh, weapons as they can just to help out Tom Brady with uh, not exactly the offense Bruce Arians wants to run. Because, I mean, Tom Brady is not to the point in his career anymore where he can make those downfield throws regularly.
1: Yeah, I don't don't think the Packers would trade for O.J. Howard. I know there's been rumors, but I think they really... I mean, they took Deguara. Yep. He's, an, he's a glorified H-back. Yep, And they Jay Sternberger's help. Yeah, they didn't draft a tight end, even though that was one of the the needs you could see on the roster. I think they believe in Jay Sternberger. I don't think they would go out and get O.J. Howard.
2: So they have technically four tight ends right now,
1: or three and a H-back, right? Yeah, three yeah. and then a guy that can play multiple positions. Plus,
0: yeah. the Buccaneers publicly have stated many times that they have no desire to trade O.J. Howard. I mean, you have the best wide receiver core. That was your just top a, three and the best um, tight, tight ends. ends. That was just group the rumor right once, was Gronk back. once
1: Gronk came back. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. And yeah, that's the rumor flying around. But in this article, they do say all it would take is a phone call with the right offer to change someone's mind. I'm going to make them an offer. You can refuse. Pretty good. That was good. Yeah. All you, need you gotta is to pretend. The like, balls I was gonna say, you gotta pretend like you have cotton balls mm-hmm. in your mouth,
2: and then you just don't move your jaw. I'm gonna make them enough I'm Gonna me. make another
0: kind of. Then you gotta kind of like itch your cheek in a weird way. <laughs> so I don't see. I don't know. You've seen that movie, right? Now it's the Godfather. Come on. <laughs> he he finished. He put down. Uh, I know. I heard. Yeah, he finished uh, the whole Back to the Future. Oh, trilogy. and
2: by the way, two and three were shot back to back. Once they finished two, they went right into filming three. Huh? Yeah. Like in the middle of the shoot, they asked Marty where he want. They asked Michael J. Fox, "Where would you want to go for a potential third movie?"
0: He, he said, said the Wild West. B-
2: Wild West. So, whatever he said, they did a lot that's of foreshadowing. where Doc
0: would have ended up. They said a lot of foreshadowing of three and two because when they were doing about Biff and his his prevalence of sports gambling, yep. they're like, and here's his great, great, great so grandfather in back in the Wild West. Because in the middle up, of shooting. To set up the third one?
2: Michael J. Fox said, I'd like to go to the Old West if we
0: did a third. I thought it was weird that they pinpointed that out and then. Yeah,
2: okay. and then magically. The DeLorean got zapped back to the Wild West. Mm-hmm. So whatever he would have said, that's where it would okay. have gone.
0: Okay, interesting. More you uh, know. And
2: then that's why at the end of 2, there is a trailer
0: for number 3. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And that's why they come back with the So that post-credits scene
2: is, that movie was already edited and done no when kidding. 2 came out.
0: All right, anyways. But I don't, yeah, so now we put down the Back <laughs> to the Future trilogy. Uh, obviously the third one, not the greatest. No.
2: Okay, but O.J. Howard, back to him. <laughs> Is that brought up because of the third one of the Godfather? Isn't the greatest? Oof.
0: Yeah. What's better, Godfather three
2: or Michael being a little girl and sorry, not little girl, but being like, <laughs> yeah,
0: a little oh. girl. It's okay to say uh, that, where he Jay.
2: rats on everybody at that, that. Godfather three.
0: Mm. Yeah. But anyways, are right, the Buccaneers back to the back to OJ Howard and uh, returning the Packers to prominence, as CBS Sports would suggest. Trade for O.J. Howard. I don't know if I see that happening. Uh, They say all it takes is that phone call, the right offer to change the mind, and they did get Rob Gronkowski, and Howard is immediately the odd man out considering they also have uh, what Cameron Bright down there. Mm -hmm. I I think it would be cool to see O.J. Howard on the Packers. Do I think it would happen? No, I I, I don't because what do they say about Jay Sternberger? Jay Sternberger would have been considered the number one or number two tight end this year Mm -hmm. if he was in the draft. Yes. So Jay Sternberger, I'm excited about Jace. I'm also excited about DeGuara. It's gonna be used a little differently. And you know, so I I don't see OJ Howard coming here, but he would be immediately a primary target for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, absolutely. Right, Rowdy? I mean big athletic kind of guy.
1: Yeah, but the one thing with OJ Howard though, he's never really performed up to his athletic ability and his you know, perceived skill level, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's always underperformed in that I get hesitant about acquiring guys that haven't reached their potential. Yeah, do you? I mean, I because mean Jameis we,
0: Winston threw thirty interceptions last year.
2: <laughs> well, that's because he didn't have the correct eyesight.
0: True. Is, do you put any of that onus on Jameis Winston for being Jameis Winston? No,
2: because he also threw
1: thirty touchdowns. Yeah. So there was a lot. There was a lot of good with a lot of bad.
0: Yeah. I just don't see uh, O.J. Howard. I think like, it might be kind of cool. O.J. But...
1: Howard's been in the league for a few years now.
0: Yeah, he's 25. Um, they said the plan ahead, if, if they were to grab Howard, it'd only cost uh, $9.5 in salary cap over the next two seasons, uh, barring a preemptive contract extension, but it could work. So, there, you know, there's that for you. So their first suggestion is to go get Josh Gordon. And then the second suggestion to... Return the Packers to prominence would be OJ Howard. So far, what do you guys think of the first two suggestions they have? I'm uh, no to Josh Josh Gordon. Not gonna happen. Yeah, OJ Howard is more likely to happen. happen, When I say likely, compared to Josh Gordon coming back, I don't see either happening though. No, I don't either. I'm not
2: I'm not sure what the Packers have to make a trade.
1: Yeah, who would they be willing to part part ways with? Yeah, yeah.
0: Back to this article here on CBSports.com. They say uh, how the Packers could return to prominence in 2020. I just I don't get down with the headline. How can you say a team is going to return to prominence when they're one game away from the Super Bowl? Are they saying win the whole damn thing? Yeah, we've been trying to do that for years. All right, so their first suggestion was roll the dice and go get Josh Gordon. The second would be trade for O.J. Howard. The third, and this is the one I think we all can possibly get behind, Smooth the frayed nerves of Aaron Rodgers. The astute, here's, the, here's what they say in it. The astute eye will notice how the first two points not only add much needed weaponry for the Packers offense, that would be Josh Gordon and OJ Howard, but also go a long way in making good again the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and the front office. While it's true the former Super Bowl MVP is saying all the right things publicly, Fellow Packers legend Brett Favre, who Rogers not so ironically replaced after being selected in a manner eerily similar to that of Love, has been very vocal in that Rogers was upset by the team's first-round decision in 2020 and isn't adverse to taking his talents elsewhere before he hangs up his cleats for good. Now, when they say the third option is smooth the frayed nerves of Aaron Rodgers, and they say, well, he said every, all the right things publicly, you got other people saying, well, I don't think so. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is indeed upset with the front office and, as this article suggests, smooth the frayed nerves Sure, of Rodgers?
2: why not? Because nobody really knows what's going on there. Nobody's going to say it publicly. Nobody, even if you're, you're an insider, has gotten anybody to say anything one way or another. You know what would really make me happy if I were Aaron Rodgers? Sure, up the middle of my defense. <laughs> That'll help me get to a Super Bowl. Because right now, I mean, from the outside looking in, I think what he has around him is okay enough to get the – To get it done. I to mean, get it done. They were one game away from the Super Bowl, Right, it? and when you don't focus solely on Devontae Adams when he was out for four games, look at what that offense was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Nelson, what do you think? Well, if I <laughs> –
1: Yeah, it, obviously you can see why Aaron Rodgers might not be happy, but like they said, he's saying all the right things. RJ already kind of said it. There are only very few people that actually know how he feels, I and we think, are never going to get the truth. So, I think the we people should, we
0: shouldn't waste our time trying to figure out
2: <laughs> what
1: it is. I think
0: the only people that know is him and Danica Patrick. I don't think anyone else really knows.
2: Well, I'm sure behind closed doors, some people know.
0: Possibly, I saw what James Jones was talking yesterday that Rogers. I guess he did kind of suggest it, that Rogers was a little. A myth with the the love the Jordan Love pick, and then he'll though, be MVP coming up this wouldn't year.
1: Wouldn't you be though? Like, look at what RJ just said. He goes, "I think his pieces are good enough." To be completely honest, I think they needed at least one more piece. Yeah, but
2: like, I'm I'm just saying, without making adding that piece right now, they're good enough. You know, like to make it to a Super Bowl. I think you need more help on the defensive side to make it to a Super Bowl. Because without Devontae Adams for four games, they put up some good numbers. Well, Aaron Jones was a man possessed.
0: Yeah. Um, he was the only one that stepped up. Like, right. I mean, there was
2: a couple from Alan Lazard. But but you well, see I think that that's... kind of thing when you spread the ball around. That's what this offense is predicated on. It's not focus on one guy until they take him out, and then you start panicking and throw into double coverage or throw it away or take a sack like you've never done in your your career before up until recently.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's where we have to kind of mention how this team was more than just one piece away from the Super Bowl, even though it was one game, Mm -hmm. because in my mind, he needs a clear number two receiver. Now, there's no guarantee anyone on this roster steps up and becomes that. Right. But then you also you do have some holes on defense, like the defensive line got absolutely crushed by the 49ers. Yeah, the the linebacker.
2: When Dean so, Lowry is who do you your think, number one tackle. Who do you think steps I, up? Who's that's, the most, that's a two-deep
1: Who do you think steps best. up in the wide receiving core? To be completely honest, I'm not sure if anyone
2: does. Who do you think steps up? I mean, hopefully Equinemius St. Brown. Yeah, don't say
0: nobody because uh, the top is going to go nowhere. And I,
2: I think given more opportunity, and I mean, we
0: heard his name a lot, and he seemed to come up in nice situations, Lazard. Yeah, I really thought Marquez Valdez-Scantling was going to be the guy to take the next step last year. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't catch. Man, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just it was very frustrating. And, you know, Alan Lazard did it in flashes. Mm-hmm. I would love to see what Equimania St. Brown can do. Obviously hurt last year. I think if you're looking <laughs> for... on the playoff roster. <laughs> if you're looking for
1: upside, St. <laughs> Brown, just because he's shown flashes, but he really hasn't played in two mm-hmm. years, and Lazard, because he is extremely talented... Yeah. And, show, and showed flashes. I'm not going to hold my breath that Devin Funches can become an actual number two receiver because we've seen him. He's been around for a little bit. You guys originally months ago thought he was in thought his was, 30s. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was old as hell. I,
2: and even I, with the I, Panthers, 26, they, he, his, he his, was inconsistent. Well, that's because his work ethic was questioned. And, and was, it showed when he put on like 30 pounds one year, and it was <laughs> like, I. I drafted him in fantasy and I was like, What is this? What is this? I dropped him and didn't miss a beat. <laughs> well, that
1: was that was kind of the same things in Michigan, right? Like he's yeah. got a
2: ton of talent, but there's no work ethic. Somebody has to ride him in order for him to to be good. And maybe with I think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers Rogers could be that well, guy. Right, maybe being like Guess what, Because dude? he expects a lot. You're not
0: getting the ball. No, he's not the most vocal of a leader, but he expects you to put in the work when it comes to learning your playbook and putting the effort in. Yeah, when you're in the doghouse, you're going to know. You'll yeah. be on the
2: field, and yeah. they don't even have to cover you because he's not going to even throw to you if you're wide open. I feel like just
1: talent-wise, though, we know what Devin Funchess is. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that could be decent, Yeah. but he does have some— I think he'll
0: be a solid number three with the chance he, to be a good number two.
1: He does have some setbacks that don't allow him to reach his particular ceiling. Right.
0: It'll be nice to take a little heat off Devontae Adams. Yeah. I think he can definitely do that. But yeah, so they say in this third suggestion, smooth the frayed nerves of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, They continue on in this paragraph, while those words are hearsay for now, anyone with half a brain knows the hyper-competitive Rodgers felt a a away by the addition of love as opposed to upgrading needed positions that might extend his career and help him push for a second Super Bowl title before it's all said and done. And then they continue on, once upon a time, Brett Favre was untouchable in Green Bay, but then came Rodgers. Now that Rodgers has taken the title as Wisconsin's Teflon Don, if the Packers truly want to have him locked in mentally for 2020.
2: I don't think he has.
0: Yeah, they need to go get a... He's not as relatable as Favre was. No, Aaron Rodgers is not relatable at all. Everybody
2: craps on Rodgers. They
0: blame a lot of stuff on him. Well, if you're a Wisconsinite... Aaron Rodgers is not a relatable kind of guy. No,
2: he was for a little bit, yeah. and then all of a sudden he got into his other ventures that were clearly not Wisconsin. But that's not his fault. No, was, that's he, just who he is. He wasn't interested not in drinking him.
0: beer and hunting. He and, can't. And, he can't chug beer. Yeah. He doesn't eat brats. He <laughs> Doesn't hunt. He doesn't hunt, and he is a guy that just he's not a he's not a, doesn't have the Midwest family right. value traditions. Off the he field, he doesn't talk to his family like he's not yeah. a relatable Off guy. Off the
2: field, he is the polar opposite of Brad Farf.
0: Yeah. And that's not a knock on Rogers, this is who he is. It's yeah, it's just it's a not, different guy. Yeah. He's just a different guy than Brett Favre. They're polar opposites. Brett Favre, who'd you rather have a beer with? Brett Favre, or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Obviously Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Anyone would say that that lives in Wisconsin. What are you yeah. gonna if I want a shot of wheatgrass, sure, I'll go with Aaron Rodgers. If I want some scotch I want a Aaron little Rogers. scotchy
2: scotch, I'll go with Rogers. I could see Brett Favre drinking scotch though too.
0: Same, but not with a hoity-toity, like... Here, have a pull. Yeah, he's like, he'll, he'll give you the bottle. Rogers will give you a little glass. Favre will give you a bottle. Get your pull. So, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. And then the final paragraph here is, the last thing the team wants to see is Rogers walking the same path as a disgruntled Brett Favre before him, which would include being forced to watch him suit up for a division rival. They, then they say, don't think it's possible? Well, no one did in 2009 either. And last I checked the Chicago Bears still don't have a definitive starting quarterback.
2: Every everybody thought it was possible Favre was going to end up with the Vikings. Favre basically said he wanted to be with the Vikings. Okay, when Favre was retiring, though, him, though. When Favre
0: was retiring though, you're like, okay, he's going to retire. There's yeah. no there you, you, then you thought to yourself there's no way he'd ever go to the Vikings. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, he's going to the Jets. But then it comes out what you just said, he's talking about going to the Vikings and you knew. I knew in my plums. I'm like he's going to spend that one year with the Jets. <laughs> And then he's gonna go. Here with a he's knife. gonna go get to get at the Packers by going to a division rival, and it's the Vikings. You know what? It, I've seen it floating around that Rodgers could end up with the Bears. Okay. Do, do, I mean, could it happen? Man,
2: stranger things have. But. Yeah. Uh, good. Good for you. I mean, Favre. Well, they said, did well when against the Packers, and then they didn't get really anything out of it. They never made Super Bowls.
3: Yeah.
2: They said that the Packers couldn't
1: find another Hall of Fame quarterback after Brett Favre. They did say that, and they found Aaron Rodgers. Now people are saying he couldn't. Go, he he won't go to a interdivisional
2: rival. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and if if Jordan Love can end up being Lynn Dickey, who not a bad quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> But he was on some bad Packer teams.
0: I like how you pulled the Lynn Dickey reference.
2: I'm trying to think of a serviceable quarterback that actually did okay. I like it. Um, He he doesn't have to be the Hall of Famer. He just has to give you a chance to win. And, I mean, more often than not, there's a lot of teams in the NFL that
0: do not have that quarterback on their roster. So out of the first – now there's five suggestions – and out of those, the three we've talked about so far, is this the most prevalent one? Smooth the frayed nerves of Aaron Rodgers?
4: I mean, I
1: just you, don't they're, know they're how, not
0: getting Josh Gordon. They're not going to trade for O.J. Howard. It's got to be smooth, Yeah, I just don't know nerves. how they would go about it, though. Or, because they, a pissed off
2: Rodgers tends to do better than a, an appeased Rodgers.
0: Yeah, well, that's what James Jones was saying the other day. He's like, dude, Rod, he's. He, that's what Bakhtiari he said, said yeah, right like, after Rogers, the pick. He's like, Rodgers will oh, be the man. MVP. He's like Rogers will be the MVP this year. He's yeah. so, he's because he's
2: so not. Ma- maybe far. they did this to piss him off to get him back to where <laughs> he was.
0: Spin zone. So yeah. Smooth the frayed nerves. And then who
2: knows? Maybe we'll see an in season trade. It it started happening last year in the NFL for some odd reason, and it was awesome. Yeah. Hope maybe
1: we see an in season yeah. trade. The NFL trade deadline actually becomes a thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> How cool would that be? Don't hold your breath. It hey, uh, would be cool, I, I That happened last year a couple times where I was like, nah, this ain't happening. Oh, my God.
0: 608-321-1670, Twitter, Zone Madison, Facebook, Zone Madison. You can follow along on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv, search my name. Ebo says, hit that follow button, and you can hear us and see us. Looking very dapper today. Nelson, I'm still digging that haircut. I, I like that on you. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, not too bad for a... a one of your friends doing a DIY haircut, right? The fade's not too bad on it.
1: Yeah, it actually really isn't. I was unsure when, the night that I got it done because <laughs> there was still a lot of hair all over.
0: Yeah. But yeah, the more I've seen it, the more I've warmed up to it. Well done. I was going to try, like, oh, so I told myself I haven't had a haircut since. Um, I like, I like, had I get to I get a haircut. Late January.
1: I had to go home, like, shower. Put some water through. Yeah, my get
0: hair. all the uh, out of the yeah, yeah.
1: And then you're like, okay,
0: it's not
5: bad.
1: Yeah, especially for someone that doesn't cut hair. When's the last time you got a haircut? It was the week of all that COVID stuff. It was the Monday of the yeah, basketball was... tournaments where all the tournaments yeah, started yeah, yeah, getting yeah. canceled on that Wednesday and Thursday.
0: I think last time I got one was the was late January. So I haven't gotten a haircut since. And I told myself, I'm just growing my hair out. I'm going to grow it out. I'm going to get the flowing, beautiful locks. And um, just, just I had a moment of weakness yesterday. And I called my 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 dude at uh, Blue Chip Barber. They're in Middleton. Phenomenal place, by the way. Go check them out. Hit up Archie. And uh, they were booked out for like three weeks. I had a moment of weakness. I wanted to get a haircut. They were booked out for almost three weeks. So I said to myself, I'm going to resign to the fact that I'm growing the hair out. you got to go through the process. you got to go through the stages of the weird, awkward phase and just do it. So I've become a hat guy during this time, Nelson, just because I, I don't know what to do with the mane right now, just besides pop that hat on. So there you go. Pretty soon I'll be, I'll be rocking a man bun for you. What do you think about that? Don't. That's, that's, my, <laughs> that's my fashion tip for you. Don't. Don't. <laughs> All right, how about a guy ponytail? Is that all right then? Or do you want me looking like Kumaro? Just to just let it flow. Or that new yeah, guy, that the Mark Antoine Beckwé. If you're gonna grow it out, you just gotta let it go. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. If anything, I'll just get a mullet then. We'll figure it out. All right. So when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, we were talking a little bit
1: whoa, about. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Here on Twitch, T Illinois. If you get a man bun or a ponytail, I'll stop watching the show.
0: All right. Ain't no one making you do it in the first place, T. <laughs> you can just listen to it then because T Illinois is on Twitch right now so you can see us. So, T, then you can just tune into the you know the stream at madcitysportzone.com. You can tune in the radio, 96.7 FM, 1670 AM here locally in Madison. I know our fine affiliates out there uh, do it differently on their dial. But, T, that's fine. Don't worry about it, bro. And the, the king says, Ebo look, will look like a Viking, but we'll still need a beard. Here's the thing. I can't grow a beard. I really wish I could. Man,
1: I really hope that uh, if you grow it out—no offense—but I kind of hope you start losing your hair. You why would you ra- ever? Why would you <laughs> ever wish that on <laughs> you me? Gotta,
0: the natural occurring scallet. Why would you? Why would you wish? I wouldn't want to wish that on any man to lose his hair. Come on, Nels. Remember one time you like. Basically said that you wanted my mom to die. You remember that? I never said that. I I, I have people that verify that that you wanted to. What you wanted to catch like the rona and then and then kick the bucket no, or something?
1: That is untrue. no. You want me
0: to go bald and my mom to die? This is what's Nelly? I thought you were being more optimistic lately. That is fake news. You <laughs> are fake news. All right, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but I know the king remembers. The king's on Twitch right now. King, re- refresh my memory, because I don't want to twist it and turn it and be this fake news like Nelly says I am. All right, so. Green Bay Packers, the main suggestion here for uh, the 2020 season, and I don't really agree with the headline, how the Packers can return to prominence in 2020. Nelson, wouldn't you say if you're one game away from the Super Bowl, you're already kind of a prominent team? Now, I know they got their ass absolutely handed to them by the Niners in that NFC Championship game, but they were still in the NFC Championship game. Wouldn't you leave the headline, return to prominence to the likes of the lowly Chicago Bears? Or a team like that? A team that was once a proud franchise, now just floundering? I feel like it's like a lot of headlines in today's news. It's
1: just a clickbait, right? Mm -hmm. I clicked on it. Exactly. You freaked out. You clicked on it. You're like, what?
0: Yeah, I I did the Tim Allen.
1: But basically, since I was born, the Packers have been, almost every single year, a playoff team. Or a playoff caliber team. I mean, under the McCarthy, relevant?
0: they won eight years in a row, four NFC Championship games, a Super Bowl. I feel like that's pretty prominent. And then obviously last year, not not the, the one game away from the Super Bowl against the Niners two years ago, that was an outlier. And uh, what the year before that, kind of an outlier just because of injury. And and uh, this guy right here,
3: you know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much.
0: Yeah. You can tell me a little more, Brett Hundley. Yeah, basically,
1: out man, outside of a few years and then a few Aaron Rodgers injuries, basically in the last 25 years, the Packers have been a playoff caliber team.
0: Yeah, so the number one suggestion they have is trade, or I'm sorry, not trade for, but roll the dice on Josh Gordon. No. The number two suggestion, trade for O.J. Howard. Don't really see it. In fact, the uh, Buccaneers have publicly stated multiple times they have no desire to trade the 25-year-old O.J. Howard. And then the third one is they say if you do number one and number two is uh, pick up Josh Gordon and trade for O.J. Howard. That would smooth the frayed nerves of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the ultimate professional, though, isn't he? Uh, besides last year. <laughs> he got his way, though.
1: You mean two years
0: ago? Or two years ago, yeah. Excuse me. Isn't he the ultimate professional though? Haven't you, he always just kind of just smiled and grinned and went on all about business? Even even I would say two years ago, he part, still was.
1: You can tell when he's frustrated on the field.
0: Yeah, but I mean, frustration happens. That's a normal part of yeah.
1: life. He's not gonna say anything that's gonna make him look bad because he he cares about what people think about him. He cares what it looks like on the outside.
0: Yeah. Okay, here, real quick on the follow up. The king says I remember it vividly for Nelson wishing your, about your mom. He said the concert you were going to take your mama to, Mama Ebo, it was the foreigner concert of the Sylvie. Nelson basically said he hoped that she got the Rona.
1: That's untrue because I wanted to go to a concert the next week.
0: <laughs> so that's how I know that's fake news. I I remember you I remember you kinda of saying that you hope my mom got the rona and I was like, Whoa, why would you No, I, yes was it a joke? Sure. Something else, come on, bro. All right, so J.A. Krebs tweets me at Ebo says, and he says, Josh Gordon hasn't been good in like six years. If the Packers were going to get someone, it would be a quick slot wideout, but they should try to find some defensive lineman to stop the run. I agree with that. Wouldn't that make Aaron Rodgers happy? Didn't we see or hear Aaron Rodgers after, what, week one, say, we got a defense? What was the one glaring issue with that defense come the NFC championship game against the Niners. Well, the front the, on, basically the front seven just the, got
1: absolutely torched.
0: The inability to stop the run, but also don't forget Rodgers wasn't they had zero points at halftime. They got absolutely demolished by the Niners, not once but twice. And yes, a slot wide receiver for Rodgers would be nice. Um and we were talking about a little bit ago, who do you think steps up? Who's the guy that steps up? for the Packers from that wide-receiving core. Because if you look at it, the Green Bay Packers finished 17th in passing offense last year, 15th in rushing offense, 18th in total offense, and they were 15th in points per game. That's pretty pretty average. and some stats, a little below average, but essentially just pretty average for the Packers' offense, which was once for years, what, 2011 to 2014, the Packers were just dominating on offense, unconscious. Rodgers, in that stretch of 2011-2014, posted a quarterback rating of 110.4, and the Packers had a winning percentage when Rodgers started, 0.723. 60-23 in that stretch of 2011-2014. So I just looked it up
1: here. Since 1992, the Packers have won at least nine games or more every single season but six. Wow. Since 92.
0: Yeah, that's a very impressive.
1: That's... And they've made it to the playoffs every single year from 92 to current day except for seven seasons.
0: Yeah, wow.
1: So, I mean, that's pretty high level of football since 1992 where you're only missing nine wins six times and you're missing the playoffs seven times. Oh, yeah, and then a couple of those seasons are, you know, like a Aaron Rodgers collarbone. Yeah, the the last well, because injury is gonna happen. Yeah, the last debacle of of Mike McCarthy where everything fell apart. Like those
0: those are two seasons where. You're... Could you imagine? And I know if Ob is listening, I know he'll be pretty pumped about this. Could you imagine though, if Ted Thompson wasn't lingering around for as long as he did, and you got someone else kind of pulling the strings? What if Elliot Wolf would have been there instead of Brian Gudikunz? You know what if. You know What if they were to get someone that was uh, maybe they showed Ted the door a little bit sooner and then someone went and got Rodgers, I don't know, first-round talent in a skill position?
2: Man,
1: you look at this and you go back to 92 when they won the nine games. Before that, they didn't make the playoffs until
0: 1982. Oh, yeah. I mean, Brett Favre. <laughs> and then before that,
1: 1972.
0: Brett Favre totally brought the Packers back to being relevant and being a juggernaut of a franchise.
1: But that's 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 the common thread, right? Yeah. Having a, a great quarterback always keeps you in the mix. It keeps you in that playoff mix. It gives you a, the ability to win a Super Bowl because you qualify for the playoffs every year.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only way to get to the Super Bowl and win it is to qualify for the playoffs, and that's all the Packers have really done for the last umpteen years. So, 2011 and 2014. That's when Rogers was absolutely unconscious. Obviously, MVPs in 2011, 2014. That's when he set the all-time quarterback rating as well. Winning percentage of 72, percent 60 and 23. Then, in the five years since after 2014, Rogers' his pass rating dipped from that stretch of 2011 to 2014. His quarterback rating was 110.4. Five years since it's dipped down to 97 and a half. And Green Bay is now 47 and 47, 30 and one. From 2015 and on, and that's uh, when Rogers starts a winning percentage of point six oh nine. So can Rogers, as you know, we were talking about yesterday, can he turn back the clock? And you had said, "What, Rowdy?" Well, I, I don't know if he can turn back the clock because what do we know about Father Time? Father Time remains undefeated. It's not turning and back the not, clock.
1: They're not necessarily helping him. They're not helping him try to turn back the clock by not acquiring any other targets
0: you mean drafting a backup quarterback maybe the heir apparent a aj dillon a running back who probably is not going to see much of the field and then a what a somewhat hurt linebacker out of minnesota that's not helping zone.
1: if you see the packers <laughs> make it to a super bowl this year in the next three seasons It won't be because Aaron Rodgers looks like the Aaron Rodgers from two thousand and eleven to two thousand and sixteen. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers, the smart guy that's managing. He's the game manager now. Because one, I think they're just trying to build up the defense around him and depth of the roster around him. So he has he doesn't have to do as much.
0: If the Packers were to they're
1: not going out getting those high flying receivers which would give him more of an ability to throw it around. Now, does that believe that – do they believe that he can't do that anymore? I don't know. Or do they just think that uh, building the defense and making the overall team around him better gives them a better shot at winning a Super Bowl? Because
0: you see a philosophical change happening in Green Bay and Matt LaFleur. What what do we always know about Big Mike, Mike McCarthy? He'd always say, we're going to run the damn ball. It is A1 important and you know it wasn't that true. we run the ball. And then they go throw it like 60%, 70% of the time. Matt LaFleur said the other day also they, they though, want to run the ball 50% of the time coming up, 50-50.
1: Also, when he was saying that in those years, I mean, if you really break down the numbers from even 2009 to 2016 season, Aaron Rodgers was one of the best quarterbacks yeah. in the league. And for Basically, from 11 to 16, he was probably the best quarterback in the league.
0: Oh, it was a thing of beauty to watch. It was incredible. So
1: it makes sense when McCarthy might just throw out smoke screen saying, We're going to run the
0: damn ball.
1: Well, remember and when then they, have Aaron Rodgers throw it 70%. Remember when of the they time.
0: would run the ball? The Cheeseheads would freak out online, on Twitter, everywhere that they were taking the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. You remember that? I do, vividly.
1: It's because Aaron Rodgers was the. Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback in football at that time. Yeah. So and it makes
0: sense you'd want the ball to be in his hands. Yeah, don't you want it in the best players' hands? That's Aaron Rodgers.
1: The
5: but best. then that's
1: where you gotta you gotta find that happy medium, right? Where you still run the ball enough to where they're not just a hundred percent knowing that Aaron Rodgers is just gonna
0: drop back and throw it. Yeah. And now it's going to be Matt LaFleur saying, we're going to run the ball 50% of the time. Is that because it's a philosophical change? Is it because Aaron Rodgers can't do it at the level he used to do it? Is it, you know, what is it? Matt LaFleur's new scheme? I'll say in that time frame from 09 to 16, I have no
1: issues with how Mike McCarthy called plays or the amount that he actually ran the football. The only thing I have issues with was how bad that defense was.
0: Yeah, for sure. Tom Capers. NFL and EA agreed to extend Madden's video game through 2026, so at least we'll have football in some shape or form, despite COVID 19. Is that the best? Is that the best sports video game? Is it the Madden franchise? What is the best sports video game in your humble opinion? Now Man, I know there's you, a lot of good ones. I right? know you sold your Xbox 360 a while ago. PS4. Or PS3, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? 360? Yeah. yeah. PS3. My apologies. You're a PlayStation guy, or were. What is the best sports franchise video game? Is it? Is it Madden? Is it? I go back to like, man. I I love me some Madden though. I think I... the last
1: Madden game I bought was 2013 with the Calvin Johnson on it.
0: One of my the first Madden game I ever had was for the Super Nintendo. Madden NFL 94. That game on the Super Nintendo was lit. I think the
1: the first ever video game or a Madden I played was the Eddie George. Ooh, Eddie I George. can't remember what year it was. 2001?
0: Uh, RJ just hit, hits me up. EA Sports College Football before they ended it. Yeah. I see Big Cat out there for Barstool. Big Cat out there playing his... Uh, was it NCAA fourteen? I think, and he's on his like mission. It's uh, the big rage right now. It's kind of funny to watch. Yes,
1: Eddie George was on the two thousand one cover, because I remember my cousin
0: bought it. I eventually stopped buying Madden because I'm like, you didn't. All you did was like update the roster and you changed the hit stick instead of calling it a truck truck stick. Now you called it the hit stick. They didn't. Isn't it funny every year they get you to buy this new video game and the prices go up, but it's like essentially the same freaking thing
1: first one i ever bought was the 2003
0: marshall fault cover Ooh, good soundtrack on that too the soundtracks are my favorite part of those um you know my favorite i know a lot of people aren't soccer fans out there but the fifa franchise yeah i never i never bought a fifa fifa 2006 with uh mainly because i sucked at the game oh i was pro i was a beast dude i was prolific at FIFA, we would go to my buddy's house all the time. No, FIFA 2005, that's one of that had, um, um, who was it, Sol Campbell and uh, a couple other guys on it. And then 04, I think, had Thierry Henry on the cover. Yeah, FIFA 04 had Ronaldinho and Thierry Henry on it. And, what's he? Uh, David Beckham was he on Real Madrid. I pwned in that game. If you wanted to take on the king, you had to come to me. Undefeated, never lost so many controllers broken of my opponents as they're weeping crying in the corner being decimated in FIFA 04 i got to say Madden's Madden's up there but eventually video games are so expensive now they're like 60 70 bucks yeah the lat. i think the last time i was buying games when it was ps3 i
1: think they were like close to 60
0: now i mean now you can download them but here's the crazy thing about it instead of back in the day you used to just grind like you would play the game and you unlock stuff now you, it takes hours to unlock certain things, like former players or all-stars, whatever, different uniforms. Now, if you want to do it, you just got to pay money. So you'll have to buy like a $70 game, and all of a sudden you'll have to drop even more coin to get certain features unlocked, where back in the day you would just be able to play the game and unlock it. My brother-in-law, speaking of FIFA, this was years ago. This was probably five years ago. Addicted to FIFA. The dude, my brother-in-law Mike, he's like, "Yo, I accidentally spent $400 on FIFA." I'm <laughs> you like, I'm accidentally? Like, you, you did what? You spent $400 playing FIFA? I feel like that's not an
1: accidentally. That's like an after the fact I regret this."
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Well, I had to. I wanted to get I wanted to unlock Ron, uh, you know, Messi. I wanted to unlock Ronaldo. I wanted to unlock all this stuff." I'm like, "Just play the game, dude, and you'll eventually unlock it. Oh, I didn't I didn't want to wait." If I remember correctly, weren't p s one games like twenty bucks? I think they're eventually twenty bucks when they went to the greatest hits. Remember there's a p- playstation they had the green thing on the side so the greatest hits, then they were twenty bucks and then p s
1: two I believe got to forty
0: yeah p s three was sixty and now what are they? well, like you could buy plus if you can buy a deluxe edition of a game and it's seventy or eighty bucks, and if you buy just the bare bones game, it's sixty, but if you want to buy the fancy frills and thrills. It's additional money. It's insane. It's a a racket. I agree with
1: RJ. You have Madden. You have NCAA football. 2K is pretty good for basketball.
0: Yeah, NFL 2K was sick for Dreamcast. The
1: show is obviously baseball. MLB The Show is awesome. Fight Night was pretty fun.
0: The boxing game. There's a lot of good franchises out there. but NHL. The Chell. Madden. I say I was never a hockey guy, but I love playing Chell, NHL. Madden sticking around now till 2026. How about that? You know, one last uh, quick note here on the uh, video games. Just just coming off the heels of the NFL and EA agreeing to extend Madden the franchise Madden video game through 2026. It's funny uh like my brothers Mike and Nick. Mike is 20 uh, what is Mike? Mike is 28 years old, and Nick is 24 years old, and I got the reissue, the Nintendo, the original NES Nintendo reissue, and on it is Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. And I gave the controller, the Nintendo controller, to my brother, who's 28, and my other brother's 24, and let them try and play Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. And it's funny, because they could just go pick up a PlayStation 3 and beyond and just dominate video games. I gave them the NES, with the controller, with just the directional pad and two buttons. And they couldn't even beat Glass Joe, the first boxer of Mike Tyson's punch out. I don't know if you've even played it. I never the played the game. They couldn't even beat Glass Joe. It's it's literally left and right, and then you can punch with one, one or two buttons. <laughs> but they can go beast out at like a PlayStation 3 or Beyond game.
1: <laughs> I remember, so me and... Me and my buddy, we really liked the the fight nights and the Rocky boxing video game.
0: Yeah,
1: we had a we had a blast playing those. So we were pumped when the first UFC game came out. Mm-hmm. So hard; those games were so hard when they first came out.
0: Yeah, they are tough. Now you look back on.
1: I haven't played since the first game came out, but I just remember, you know, you thought it was gonna be like all cool while you could, you yeah, know, fight how many different styles, but then it was like man, this is really hard just to tap someone out. It is. Or even to, like... Yeah. Yeah,
0: those those fighting games are tough. Six oh eight Let's go to the phones. I got two phone lines blowing up. I wonder who it could be. Welcome to the Joe Ebo Show. Who's this? You got your Maytag,
3: man. out. No. Zach in the house. What's up, homie? What, what's going on, guys? You, you guys started bringing up video games, and uh, the nostalgia started kicking in. Yes, cause, uh I I remember in, col- in college, the... Or late high school and then into college, the PlayStation came out, and I remember paying like forty bucks for a, a PS One game. Um, nine Sony's company, Nine Eight Nine, their publishing company had the the uh, lot of the good football games, a lot of the good hockey games. They they were I thought they were better than the EA versions of the games.
0: Yeah, um, EA's got like a stranglehold on the market now right and it and it's unfortunate because i think
3: the lack of competition has really made the madden game stagnant oh it's
0: totally stagnant like there hasn't been
3: any really any real changes in a long time i remember in 2004 cuz that's when uh nfl 2k was still around love 2k the nfl 9 or the 2004 madden 2004 had the uh the vision stick. Do you guys remember the vision stick?
0: Yeah, the head stick, the truck the, stick, the vision no, no, stick. No. The, the
3: vision, the vision stick. So basically, it was like this little. It was the QB vision.
0: Yeah.
3: It had a little triangle coming out of your quarterback's yeah. head. Yeah. And you could look. You know, you could look off and whatnot. So that was uh, that was kind of a wild innovation. Uh, I remember the because the two K, the Sega uh, version of the game, they had where you could play. Through the face mask of a player, Sick. So you could actually see through. So it's you are, say you're Lawrence Taylor, for example, because they had the old school. You you're looking through the eyes of Lawrence Taylor. Like that was the coolest thing
0: ever. Yeah, that was pretty badass. And
3: and now and now since there hasn't been any competition, the Madden games have gotten stagnant. I remember my. My favorite baseball game was the old triple play series, the EA before uh, they came up with whatever their um, MVP baseball.
4: Yeah.
3: Before the MVP baseball, they had triple play. And in college, I bought triple play 99. You could play the home run derby in like a living room. You could play it in an office. So if you're playing in the living room, you could hit a home run into the fireplace and then like the ball would catch fire. Uh, You could it we'll bust through my, windows. Zach, my favorite, awesome.
0: vi- my favorite video game or baseball game was, I mean, it's a product of when I was growing up, but on the Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo, Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball.
3: That that one was fantastic. That was a great game. There, there were so many great games of that era, and now they're just regurgitating the same garbage over and over. Yeah. Like Call, what, like Call of Duty. It. Everyone
0: buys it, though.
3: Call of Duty. It's been the same game for 12 years. Yeah, I didn't buy
0: Call of Duty for about like eight years. I just bought the newest one, uh, and then obviously Warzone's out, so I missed out on so many years of it, and now I'm back at it. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember it just like it was yesterday.
3: Yeah, there's there's really no difference between a lot of the games, and, and kids are just paying out money hand over fist, 60 70 80 bucks and then, and then they're buying the add-on stuff on top of it, and it's like, holy cow, where, where are you guys getting that money? I remember Oh my God, so this is showing how old I am. I remember the Atari Jaguar. Yeah, when that bad boy came out, yeah. and the games were, the games were 80 dollars.:
0: I know it was insane. And back in like 90, like that,
3: 93 or 94, and games were 80 bucks, and people were like, "What on earth? That and now 80 bucks
0: is like nothing. E.T game that you had to pay buku money for Now they're in a bunch of desert in the desert somewhere. You know?
3: Now now going back to the, I had a turbografx 16. Oh, yeah. And my my favorite game was R-Type. R-Type. R-type, <laughs> R-Type is the most difficult console game in history. Yeah, it's pretty hard. Yeah,
0: it Zach. Was, oh, my God. Thanks I'm, for the chip down memory lane, I
3: need. I need to play R-Type now, but thank you guys very it. much. Do love it. you. We'll yeah, talk to you much later. Much
0: love. Do an emulator online.
1: You can find it online easily. Thanks, Zach. If we go to, like, one of the first games I ever played, well, I'd have to go with a computer game. Called Doom. Doom! Yes!
0: And then some Duke. Nukem. I used to play that at Windows 95. Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem ruled too, Nellie. There was a point in uh you could go into a building and you could find strippers, believe it or not, in Duke Nukem. And you could throw dollar bills at them and you would see little pixelated boobies. Yeah, and that vividly from my childhood? Yeah, that, that would have been ages probably four to seven. Yeah, I was playing that one. <laughs> Windows 95, man. Let's go back to the phone. 608 321 1670. Welcome to the Joan Ebo Show. Who do I got?
4: Zach and the Dells. Yo, to
0: Zach's back-to-back, back, baby. What's up, Zach and the Dells?
4: We think a lot of like We talk about video games. We like them. But, yeah, the Madden series, I, I'm one of those guys that like, buys the constant, and I just get constantly more pissed off because it's a game that just regurgitates. Um, yeah, going back to the other caller, Zach, the QE vision, I loved it because you had like someone like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. You had half the field. Yeah. But if you had someone that was like a rookie – you had, like, like, eight the field. like a little and that's sliver. What, yeah, and that's what made it a lot better is because you actually had quarterbacks that had actual vision, in today you got someone that can be Jared Goff and he can throw off his back leg to the other side of the field on a dime, which is not realistic. Yeah,
0: which is not Goff at all. Yeah, they just keep regurgitating the same thing, but people keep, you know, paying for it and paying for it. So, I mean, obviously they're doing something right, but maybe it's because they're, they're the only, you know, thing on the block
4: they're the, only, they're the only company that's license and that's yeah. the thing that's sad but and then like you go to uh i just i got just got a ps4 um i love baseball games and uh the ps4 is the only one that has an actual true good baseball game in the show and i love it because it's something great where i haven't had it in a long time um i just feel like yeah i think that i don't get it because would think that would be called a Monopoly, and you think they right? like, no. you think like, the Monopoly would be over, and they let another system in. But no, I guess since it's their own property, they can license it out to whoever they want, which just makes it sad because it's going to be around until 2026. But yeah. I think if another qualifying partner or someone else that came in and brought out another quality product, like another 2K, I think Madden would step up their game. But until then, they're not going to, which just really sucks. I mean... But yeah, I mean, I have no problem justifying paying sixty dollars for a game if I'm going to constantly play it. Yeah, for sure. But just just rejuvenate it a little bit, bring back some stuff, or um, have some fun with it. Yeah, That's just my issue with that. Love but, it, Zach. Yeah. Um, my favorite, my favorite game though, going back on the day was NHL Hits. Ooh. That was that was the blitz of hockey, three on three hockey, played it like con style. It was one of my favorite games. The only issue was the second NHL Hits. If you had the original Xbox, it always freeze up before the game. You had to, like, do some maneuvering around. Oh, really? That was my, yeah, it sucks, but, you know, it was such a quality game. You can create your own team, create your own players, and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's my memory down lane. Hopefully, they bring you back. That'd be awesome, too. Otherwise, I'll talk to you later. Have a good weekend. Boys. Yeah, you
0: too, homie. See you later. All right. Yeah. Two back-to-back Zachs right there. Yeah. Zach in Wisco and Zach in
1: the Dells. A lot of people saying that they'd like another, you know, company to – step up and make these other games. Yeah. Because some of these... Well, they don't
0: have the licensing. Yeah. That's the problem. Because, like, EA has kind of cornered the market. And if you need the licensing, it's like, the money is insane.
1: I will say this, though. NBA 2K, solid game, good mm, game. Yeah. Baseball 2K, terrible. Stop. MLB The Show rules. The Show, a billion times better than when... 2K tried to make baseball.
0: Yeah, leaders. 2K and baseball didn't go hand in hand, but football and basketball for sure for 2K. Uh and will be the show is just so cool because you can you can live the life of a minor leaguer and work your way up the ranks and get and it's cool because you can play an individual position. I love the show. Bring back MVP baseball. And that as well. So check this out real quick. We have speaking of baseball, Seth McClung, former Milwaukee Brewer, the legend, the cult icon, the hero, coming up in about seven minutes, gonna talk about the situation with uh, the players and the union, but real quick, the current edition of Madden has seen a 30% increase in unique players. So according to EA, more than 330 million hours of the game has been played since it was released last August. Hmm. I wonder why. Yeah, the 330 million hours since last August. The company has also seen a large increase in gameplay during the past couple of months. Huh, I wonder why. Because everyone's confined to their homes uh, for COVID-19. Do you remember back in the day with Modern Warfare 2 Call of Duty? See, I I'd stopped playing Call of Duty. The last one I played was on PS2. And then I finally got the new one.
1: I think the best game ever made was Modern Warfare. So I have the new Modern Warfare. But uh, it always logged your... Your days on there, yeah. How many, like yeah, 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 yeah. I have that in mind too, yeah. And I remember, like, a new one, I think I was creeping up on like 48 hours, so like almost two days, yeah. And my mom would be like freaking out that I'm playing the game too much.
0: Your eyes are you're gonna make your eyes bleed,
1: and then it would be like you'd have some other friends that'd be playing the game too, and you could get into like parties and do all this other stuff, yeah. And you'd see theirs and be like. Seven days long. Like, <laughs> Seven what? days long straight. I'm,
0: I'm almost at two. So here's my mom yelling at me to get outside while my other friends they are playing for like weeks on end and I can only squeeze an hour in. <laughs> it's like, come on, Ma. Let me just game online, man. Let's go. Yeah, 330 million hours of Madden has been played since yeah, last I like, August. I feel like some of them would,
1: would just, you know, buy a nice 12 pack of Mountain Dew and a bag of Doritos and. Ooh. and not leave for like a week straight.
0: Used to get me on SOCOM PlayStation Two, the first SOCOM, and then you could—that was like one of the first games you could play online against people. I would get me some Mountain Dew Live Wire and some Cool Ranch or Nacho Doritos or Funyuns, and sit in front of that TV playing SOCOM online till the wee hours of the morning. I also did there, FIFA too.
1: <laughs> there was one guy back in the Modern Warfare Two days that we would play in, in like, group parties with. And we he played so much and was so dedicated to it, and he would be, like, ranked in the world. We honestly wondered if he bought, like, a special chair where he could use the restroom in it as well.
0: Because he was, like, on all the time. Was he like Cartman from South Park where he just yeah. has his mom run down with a bucket? Mom, the bucket! Yeah. I need it! All the time. When you're playing video games, is there a better combination than Mountain Dew and Doritos? I don't think so. I think that's the ultimate combination right there. Mountain Dew and Doritos. All right, coming I,
1: up. I peaked in, what would that be, 2000 and probably 2009-ish with Modern Warfare 2 with my video game playing.
0: Man, I've been back on the video game stuff, man. I'm streaming it you know, when I come home sometimes. Grand Theft Auto 5 is so fun. And just whatever games I get my hands oh, on. Oh, you know what else we missed? What? Tiger Woods PGA. Ooh, Tiger Woods Golf. I was Tiger Woods 06 on the Wii. When you could have the Wii controller and you actually swung like it was a club, I was unstoppable. What Tiger? Now Tiger Woods has like the Perkins edition. Now it's like... You got to well protect they, your car from the, a scorned wife, and then you can go to Perkins afterwards. They took years afterwards. off,
1: and then... Yeah, they took years off, and then all of a sudden, wasn't it the Rory McIlroy's Golf?
0: Yeah. Was, I don't even think about it really yeah. anymore. <laughs> Here he is! McClung like a horse, Seth McClung in the house, Brewer's legend. What's up, Seth?
5: What's going on, guys? Thank you guys for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for uh, taking some time out of your day, man. What, uh, we're, Nelson and I are trying to remember, where are you at again in Florida?
5: Uh, I'm in St. Petersburg. That's uh, what it is. It's, yeah, it's, not, uh, it's It's all the same. It's all one big flat state anyway. It's all <laughs> one big town.
0: And now, a lot of people say Florida's just absolutely crazy. Is, is there any truth to how crazy Florida really is?
5: It's because there's a whole bunch of people from everywhere else, but uh yeah, it it is there's some craziness to it. There's there's some trailer parkish to it. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now Seth, I'm looking at speaking of craziness, it's a good kinda of crazy though, at Big Red B Ball seventy three, that's your Twitter account. And I see right. the the She Gone movement, the hashtag certified hitting guru and the certified pitching guru. I even see some kids you Know pitching and you got. Uh, I queued it up for you. Let's see, you have this song playing in the background. I've been can you hear that?
5: I can, yep.
0: You got your kids pitching along to this song, and you got guys, you're teaching them how to do it all with these She Gone Movement certified hitting guru, certified pitching guru. Explain to me more of what this is with Seth McClung.
5: So, uh, uh so, so basically, Jeff Fry, former Major League Baseball player, kind of started this, uh, uh kind of rebuttal to a lot of uh online information that is just terrible <laughs> um you know, it's just it's just not good the internet is is essentially like it's just a big pool of information it's some of it's good and some most of it's terrible anybody with a cell phone and any can go tell you how to hit these days or how to pitch and and people are are paying big money for it And and honestly it's just a lot of it is is really bad information from people who have zero right teaching kids how to play baseball. So, you know, some of that's a little bit of a parody. Uh, the kids <laughs> dancing uh, to My Boo by Ghost Town DJs, one of my favorites. Uh, you know, definitely it was 174 degrees yesterday, and they were hot. And I told them if they danced, we'll put it on Instagram, and I'll let them have water. But um, you know, we we teach tough kids. I'm joking. I let them have water. Um, they had to work but, for it, though. Uh, yeah, they had to work for it. <laughs> but uh, we try to keep things light when we're working heavy. But uh, so the Shigon movement is really just kind of a push back to that launch angle type mentality of hitting, trying to hit everything in the air, and and creating a crazy type cookie cutter swing to do that.
0: Yeah, Seth. I was just I was chuckling with the Shigon movement and telling that what well, that first guy I saw the video forgive me that. <laughs> Give him that scream Good, right. before you pitch. If if you if Seth McClung took the advice of what he sees now on Twitter, would he even have made it to the majors?
5: Uh, well, you gotta you gotta understand. Uh, I had zero. I was that. I was that guy. I pitched everything wrong in high school in West Virginia, where I'm from. I didn't have any coaching. I didn't have anything. So it was just pure me trying to throw it harder through whatever any way you could think of throwing it wrong. I did. I didn't get any teaching until I got into pro Bowl really? so uh, i I feel like I would have still made it because i didn't I came in as a dumbass, so i, I had no idea
0: <laughs> that's impressive, man. I mean, that just goes to the talent that you had then if you didn't get actual good instruction until the majors and it must have worked out pretty good for you because also, Seth, I saw this, and you obviously did do because you, you retweeted it. Ken Rosenthal was talking about. Having uh, Derek Jeter's like best of moments on, and you tweeted it out, you versus Derek Jeter. Jeter's got the offer. Jeter never got a hit off of you.
5: <laughs> no, no, he didn't, and I take a lot of a lot of pride in that because I mean Jeter can hit. I mean it's not always sexy, but he can hit. He's gonna put the ball in play and. Uh... Uh, I, I didn't say I didn't walk him a couple times. Uh, well, but, I left that uh, I left
0: that part out, Seth. Okay.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say I didn't walk. He got on base, but uh, it was like zero for five or zero for seven against me. We ended up playing those guys a lot down here in Tampa, so uh, you know I, I do take a lot of pride in that. Uh, don't ask me about uh, David Ortiz or Alex Rodriguez, but Derek Jeter is zero for five. <laughs>
0: hey, Ken Griffey Jr. only got one hit off of you too. I, I think we looked that up. So you're you're, uh, you're owning some legends.
5: Yeah. The the Griffey story is is, is a pretty cool one. Uh, I won for another time, but I I definitely I was in awe pitching to Griffey. Uh,
0: Seth, before I talk to you about what your other tweet, the reason why I reached out to you because I want to get your take on the Major League Baseball players and the uh, the owners, obviously. But before I ask you about that, former Brewer Seth McClung joining us right now. Seth, who was the best hitter you had ever faced up on that mound?
5: Uh, I mean, we I faced so so many of those good. Uh, Red Sox and, and Yankee teams of those early 2000s, I mean, you could put the whole teams on, on there. Um, you know, for, for me, the one who hurt me the most would be David Ortiz. He, I think he hit 47 home runs off of me. And uh, <laughs> But uh, there was a time when I just didn't think I was going to get that guy out ever. Um, Well, that's why I wanted to ask you about
0: that. Like When when a big player, a big name like a Jeter or a Griffey Ortiz is up to bat and you're on the mound, do you even think about who that guy is besides your scouting report, or do you get a little nervous?
5: That's a story about – that's the Griffey story, really, about spring training, how uh, I got Ken Griffey Jr. out, and I came into the dugout, and I was really kind of pumped, and I was 22 years old, and Toby Hall was looking at me. He was our catcher, and he was trying to talk to me about – sequences and i was like oh my god i just got i just struck out ken Griffey jr and toby stopped what he was talking about he said cool then like patted me on the head and walked away well next time through Griffey hit a double off me in spring training which those don't count but <laughs> he had a double he hit a double off me and then uh, i came in the dugout and toby goes hey your idol just hit a double off you you better get your head out of your rear end before somebody else does it too so he said everybody here's an idol you better get used to it um <laughs> But uh, you do, you have an awareness to who they are, but you're people with them. I mean, I I remember you just, you you say, what's up, Derek, or what's up, Alex? And you just move on with your day, and you're talking to these guys.
0: Yeah. All right, Seth, uh, All right, here we go. I saw it last night, and that's why I reached out to you. So, again, thank you for your time. Seth McClug joining us right now. So, we've had this debate and talking about it for a while because we desperately want baseball back. We miss baseball dearly, and we see the players and the owners fighting about a contract, fighting about money, fighting about pro-rated or a 50-50 revenue split and the amount of games played. You said, I stand with the Major League Baseball players, and you know the everyday fan doesn't understand because – we don't see the numbers. Can you tell us more of why you stand with the players and what you mean with that tweet?
5: Uh, I will do my best to condense this. I actually went online last night on my Facebook, and I talked about it for about 17, 20 minutes last night. Um, so if I, don't make, if I don't make complete sense, go to my Facebook. I talk about it. But here's, here's what's happening with, with the game and, and, and what's going on. we got a collective bargaining agreement coming up. Uh, the ownership has been trying to trim – it's uh, cost a long time. And what we got to understand is, is that two things have been consistent as long as there's been professional baseball. Owners are poor and players are making too much money. I mean, that's always the narrative. Um, what you also have to understand is that Major League Baseball is not subject to antitrust laws. That's the United States antitrust laws. Therefore, like, they do not have to show you their books. So the numbers you're getting are not real numbers anyway. Uh, these are the same owners who subsidize their ballparks. These are the same owners who don't pay for spring training facilities. These are the same owners who get tax breaks everywhere, every which way. These men are wealthy, wealthy, rich billionaires. So they are not hurting, okay? The players, now I know that when it seems to perception, the players are making a ton of money. We, we are. We definitely are. Um, but, but what's happening is, is you're seeing players that have short windows. Like you you take myself. I didn't make millions upon billions of dollars in my career. I did fine but, you know, it's you know, thank you, divorce. It's gone now. (laughs) But um you know, it's it's the average everyday guy in the major league has has such a short window that uh the prorated salary isn't is enough, you know. The owners are still going to make the money off of the streaming rights, the TV rights, the commercial rights. There's still all of it. I mean, all of this stuff is still going to be out there and play for the owners. Um, and it's, it's a constant fight to take that money away from the players. Now, what's happening is, and, and if you allow me to explain, I'll, I'll try to please, put it all together. Please, do Major league do. Major League Baseball has been trying to get rid of the minor league system now for about three or four years as far as this this rookie development. And you see, due to COVID, they've been able to successfully get rid of 42 minor league teams. Um, all of those teams are what you would call rookie league affiliates pretty much for the most part. All right? They've also taken the draft down from from 50 rounds. Well, it was unlimited rounds at one time to 50 rounds to now five, and then they'll bump it back up to 20. And they've made it almost impossible to sign as a non-drafted free agent, capping that at $20,000. If I'm a high school player and I'm not drafted in that round, I am not taking twenty grand right. to bypass my college. So they've gotten rid of the player, like, and a lot of player development people as well, a lot of scouts, a lot of, young, a lot of the lower-level coaches, all of that. They've gotten rid of an, a lot of stuff when it comes to player development. The reason is why. Why are they doing that? Well, Moneyball, the A's, the Rays have shown that you can, you can piece together competitive teams uh, without superstars. And the reason, the reason you can do that is because the game that you guys love right now, the baseball game that you watch every day, is the dumbest form <laughs> of baseball out there. Yeah. It's hit a home run, throw hard, there's strikeouts. That's exactly it's what my guy Nelson station. was saying.
0: That's exactly what Nelson was saying yesterday. Is this is the dumbest form of baseball ever. Just the long it's all long ball. It's like super it's, simple.
5: When's the last time you saw somebody bop? when's the last time you saw a couple more than one steal in a game? When's the last time you saw a steal in a game? A hit and run. Uh you know, things like that. Those things don't happen anymore. The game is very dumbed down. So with with all of the, the reason it's so dumbed down is is now look they've gotten rid of the player development which means they can just piece together things. They're going to get rid of the superstar. Major League Baseball or Major League owners want to get rid of that medium superstar, that that six million dollar a year player to the eleven million dollar a year player. There's still going to be Christian Yelich because Christian Yelich is amazing. He still gets to play. He still gets paid. But those medium guys, they're going to be gone because they're not going to need to develop them because they'll just get somebody else. And the way it works within the arbitration system, your first three years, you get paid at a minimum salary. Most guys don't get past that. Most guys get three years and they're gone. All right. Once you get to four, it's first-year arbitration, second-year arbitration, third-year arbitration, and then by seven, you get a free, free agent and your free market. Most guys don't even get to any of that. So the owners, through all of these actions under the guise of COVID, are are poisoning themselves to be able to save hundreds of millions of dollars have a more dumbed down system the the reliever that has to pitch more than more than um one batter it takes away the specialist that specialist costs them about two million dollars so now they don't have that to deal with anymore it's not a baseball quality situation that speeds up the game it's an ownership money situation so now it's a less person to pay. Everything is set up for these owners to, to make more money. Hmm.
0: Nelson has a question yeah, for you, Yeah, Seth, Seth,
1: so we had Jeff Cirillo on probably about a week ago, and he was kind of like the guy that you were just speaking of that they're trying to eliminate. Couple-time all-star, solid guy, signed a nice contract, but was never a, a superstar. And he said right. when he was a young player breaking in, because he broke in on the 94-95 strike, he was told by kind of the the superstars or leaders of the team kind of just to shut the hell up and not worry about, you know, negotiating for contracts. Is that kind of what happened to you when you came into the big leagues? Were you kind of told like, Hey, you're not, you're not a superstar. You don't get a say in this.
5: Uh, No, I think they were very proactive because Jeff, Jeff coming in is about uh, seven years before I came in There, the I, I hate to say it like back in my day, but our little golden era right there, we're very strong union, very good contracts for players, everything's going in the right direction. Um we were we were encouraged to to fight for what we, we wanted as far as the contracts. We were encouraged to be at the at the players meetings. We were encouraged to go to arbitration. We were encouraged to do all of that. Um but as far as like you know, just shutting the hell up and, and, and doing and whatever, our our union took our our players reps really took pretty good care of us at that time. We were very very strong. Um, but Jeff is the kind of guy that they would get rid of, or at least he would never get to the point of signing that contract because the pressure would be, hey, you know what? Instead of signing that three years fifteen, we're going to give you three years four because I can just go get somebody else to pay the same thing. Now, so that's what's going to change.
0: Seth McClung joining us right now. Seth, just one, one or two more questions before I let you go here. Again, thank you for your time. You're a smart guy, sure. man. I mean, you're, you're the one that – people don't know this, but you're the one that caught on real quick of the Astros stealing signs, right?
5: Yeah, no, I was just watching a game, and, and I realized what they were doing, definitely. It's, it's my pen tweet, so yeah. I, I'd like everybody to see that. Yeah,
0: you you've, you've figured it out. You sniffed it out well before anyone else. So, I mean, smart cookie right here. Now, Seth, before I let you go, man – in your, you know, humble opinion, do you think with what's going on right now with the owners and the players, you know, going back and forth, do you think that there's going to be a Major League Baseball season this year?
5: Um no.
0: And would that alienate a lot of people? Would they would MLB lose a lot of fans?
5: Well, I think essentially what you have to look at this as is typically is this is going to be the strike year. I, this is where players have to take their stand because you can lose this season and chalk it up. You could PR, you could PR rescue this lost season as a uh, COVID issue because let, let's just be honest, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of logistics that go into taking a team from one place to the other place, even if it's from Sarasota to St. Pete or wherever and, and whatever spring training facility there is. Yeah. So you could chalk it up. But what what the players have to do is they definitely have to take the stand now because it can be saved as a COVID issue when, in reality, it's something else. Will it alienate people? Yeah, people need sports right now. Um, you know, people definitely need sports. I, I think what the players are doing by making themselves available online right now is, is great. I mean, I don't know about all these guys, you know, playing video games all the time. I like my heroes to be in bars chasing women, but I just think that, like uh, – as long as they're out and being accessible and being in in front of people as much as they can, I like that aspect. If in fact you do lose the season,
0: love it, man. And Seth, before I let you go, how is uh, chasing the women and uh, the Bar scene down in Florida for you? How's that
5: going? Well, I mean, it's Florida, like you said, it's a little crazy. Uh, I <laughs> believe I'm in the current uh, the current stage in my dating life is man, she's attractive and fun but she is a train wreck um so uh that's kind of where i'm at right now uh but uh if we want to spread those hung like mcclung rumors feel free yeah, uh, you I got a single one available well there hung like
0: mcclung seth mcclung joining us and hey man take a ride on that crazy train we'll call you conductor mcclung now all right
5: <laughs> thank you guys for having well, me thanks i appreciate it man
0: take care there he is seth mcclung former brewer the legend the icon and ladies yes The hashtag is real. I've been no. We we had T-shirts that said McClung like a horse since 2006. (laughs) He's always a hoot, man. Always a good interview. I didn't like the fact that he doesn't think there's gonna be a major league baseball season, but that's one man's humble opinion.